0: The T Health Show, the Medical Lifestyle Show. It is indeed the Tea Health Show, and in studio we have Doctor Mark. And welcome, Mark.
1: Hiya, Chris. Um It's good to be back. I was on holiday for a while so. And last he's looking week. tanned and fit and gorgeous and all of the right things.
0: So it's it's just what the doctor ordered, so to speak.
1: So We are going to continue along the theme... Of female sexual health, um, Very we, important, uh, yeah. Sister Lisa and I hello, Elisa. Morning. Um, hello. We had uh, we did a show a couple of weeks ago on the female orgasm, and you know the response that we got was so overwhelming.
0: Well, it's a, it's it's something that's not often spoken about. It's not part of our common discourse, so I think
1: that's why it's so important that we do speak about it. Absolutely. Um, so we've decided to continue along this theme. Elise, um, prior to the show And Chris and I have always said That sometimes you actually we need to record uh, What we say off air yeah. and, and people should hear that So I'm going to start with a couple of st- statistics 40% of women At some point in their lives Will have some form of sexual dysfunction The statistics in the States Are that of all women have sexual dysfunction I actually think that in South Africa This statistic might be a little bit higher
2: I don't think um, we can clarify that Or quantify that Because we are always at the back door Where studies are being done And because we are a conservative And I'm talking about Different ethnics, different Cultures etc Conservative rainbow nation We will Really battle to get that statistics
1: So let's Actually just quickly go into what Sexual dysfunction Or sexual female Disorder actually Is Um, So it's It's something where there are various ways in which women cannot have or do not have the way to sexual relationships and sexual pleasure that they would like. Now, These include three main things. We call it psychosocial somatic. Psycho, which means... Brain function, thinking, mood um, Anxiety around that, etc, cetera, etc cetera. Um, Somatic, where we're talking about the physical body And then social, because as you just said um, Social circumstances, social stature uh, Religious beliefs, etc, etc Will play a role upbringing. here Upbringing So, um, it's interesting that female sexual. Disorder is a growing problem. It's getting more and more prevalent. Um, and it affects so many things. As a woman, um, you know, it, uh, I can't, I can't speak. I'm a big girl, but you know, it only, only in a metaphorical sense. So it affects self-esteem, uh, well-being. And, you know, but we, we spoke about this a little bit earlier, but well-being in both partners, um, and therefore also quality of life.
2: Absolutely. My, my thoughts go back to, um, and I'm coming out of a very conservative Afrikaans home. Um, it was never a topic of discussion you don 't even mention it, not I, even to your mother not even to your mother, not your even to sisters. your older sister sister. You had to wait for your older sister to have a menstrual period to learn from her how to handle it, how what 's happening in your body not what's happening in your body, on how to handle the the pads that had the garter around your middle and you hook the two loops yeah. around it, and that was in our days, and how to dispose of it, etc. So that's how, and you just have to watch her because you don't talk about it as well. And this was not something...
1: Obviously, not talked about
2: at school. Never, never. It was today. Um, I realized there is a, um, education around these topics for the kids, which sometimes freaks me out. Still, to think, are they mature enough to hear this and and work with what they are hearing? Yeah. So in those days, there wasn't sexual. Um, education for anybody. At that, stage. there was books,
1: um, but you couldn't. You, you had to take them out of a library without anyone seeing.
2: Yeah, and if you had a more liberal aunt, she will buy it from C and A, in a brown paper
0: paper bag. In a
2: brown paper bag, and in it, the book's name was "What Any Girl Should Know," or. But elke dochter moet weet.
0: Opseen, want die seen.
1: I didn't get a book like that. Mm-hmm. I learned from my brother.
2: Okay. I saw in that one and I was very jealous of <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's talk about the prevalence. And this is, Chris, this is a shocking statistic. 40 to 65% of women have. Sexual dysfunction in one form or another Sorry just 40 to 65% 40 to 65% of women Now unfortunately wow. this gets worse For for our listeners out there Who are older After the age of 65 Into your late 70s This 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 This, this oh, God, I can't the say that statistic, That, that one um, The statistic mm. Goes up to 88% Of women Now, the problem is That a lot of women postmenopausal Are in good, healthy Relationships um, Define that <laughs> Where Sex should still be playing a big role um, You know what Sex is healthy for Firstly, sex is healthy for us um, yeah. And You know what, it should be part Of Your normal Healthcare routine We spoke about it And uh, we're going to introduce A special guest uh, In a few minutes um, We spoke about it That we don't have the language The man in the street Do not have the language To speak to their partners Because they don't have an understanding mm. They do not speak to their clinicians Their doctors, their nurses, their caregivers um, One, it's embarrassing Two, the, the doctor who is supposed to listen feels embarrassed or gets embarrassed or have or simply doesn't have the time or you know what or, or actually shares different a, a different Ew. belief system yeah yeah um and that's quite sad one of the things that we're not doing is we're not speaking about it and I want to go to historical data in the um, Victorian era. Mm. And up to now For many centuries Christianity and I think not only Christianity but a few other I think, religions I think the
0: main uh, 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 The Judea Christian ethics and, and, and Possibly even the, 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 the Muslim uh, Or Islamic religions
1: as well Have very tight Control over this Yes the teachings was that Any kind of sexual activity Other than for the reason Of procreation Is sinful mm. um, you know, but and that, that puts such a constraint on it And at least I think it I comes to back, back to our upbringing
2: Yeah, I also want to go back um, on, on the positive side And I'm saying this in inverted commas um, You can engage in sex if you're in a relationship, etc, etc That's where we talk about the religions If you do it without being in a stable relationship, marriage, etc It's usually clandestine and that's where the misconception comes nowadays as well. Is look, listen, we're talking of years and centuries ago about the harems. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, people were enslaved to go into a harem. It's
0: not centuries ago, Lisa. It's happening all over the world still today yeah. with with trafficking and that sort of thing. Person yeah. trafficking. So
2: what, why I'm bringing this up is, it's a natural. Action, it's like you say. It's it's healthy. It's but because the the society say, um, different religions that it's not acceptable acceptable because the Bible says so. It's clandestine. The pleasure of it, mm-hmm. of having it, is clandestine.
1: So, you know what this brings us around to in a roundabout way to our topic. A woman's journey To orgasm um, Because it is a journey um, yeah. in, in our In our discussion that we had On the female orgasm One of the things that surprised me Sorry, you know what uh, The first time I masturbated I It was great, and it's nice I, I want to do it again um, For women It's different It's a learned experience Correct and I think this is where our teachings, our lack of communication to our daughters um is a problem um You know what educate that you have to explore your body um and find out how it functions, what it's there for,
2: but we all know um. If you go and look at, at a children's development A child's development you, There's an experimental stage Where you discover all your body parts And in that experimental phase Is where the, the, the girls in the family Are very protected and watched, and it also comes with the history of child abuse of um, uncles, cousins, whatever that fiddles with the girls in the families. And then there was that overprotection from parents or caregivers to watch out if if this girl touches her genitals, somebody did. Fiddle there with her, you know it 's not a normal experimental thing, and I think that 's where it all started with you 're not allowed to touch there, so you can 't learn how your body works and then we sit with women in um, your your later years and i 'm talking about late teens early twenties that starts with sex, sexual dysfunction because there wasn 't that period where they had to Really go and find their way What's going on with their bodies Mm.
1: Uh, This is where the psychology part Of sexual dysfunction comes in And you know what um, In sexual dysfunction We have three distinct um, differences There's the female sexual um, interest And arousal disorder And I I think this is where this one comes in Um, Then there's the hyposexual disorder uh, desire disorder, uh, you know, it, it sounds exactly as if they're the same, they overlap, but with the one, there's more the psychological part. The other one, it's a, um, physical. a physical part with hypersexual desire disorder, mm. Mm. Um, with female sexual interest disorder it's it's the higher function that comes in and that's the negative connectivities Correct. to 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 sex to masturbation to the body um it's quite interesting that we see when women hook up with a partner for the first time they have a thirty-two percent chance of achieving an orgasm. Okay,
2: when Was that they broken down that statistic. Yeah, so when they
1: stay with the same partner after the six sexual experience, fifty-five percent of them. Will achieve orgasm So this is again That learned mm. experience mm. And actually What's even more important Is that this takes practice Achieving an orgasm Takes practice Um this is where really the honeymoon comes in. Well yes But you know what We are again We mm. are bombarded With social media Correct. With um, movies where uh, b- these people achieve orgasm in the first 36 Against seconds. The wall. Um, you know what? <laughs> and simultaneously. <laughs> you know what? Come on guys. This, it, it doesn't work like that. I've only had, uh, I think I can count on one hand the amount of one times. Color. That I managed to have uh, a simultaneous, absolutely um, hardly ever happens
2: orgasm. Yeah, and yeah, okay, we'll leave it there. (laughs) Um, I I think it's got to do with a method. (laughs) Both Chris and I are
1: silent.
2: Very silent. um,
1: There's there's a very very big difference between men and women. Mm. Women crave intimacy But intimacy is is so broadly defined And this is Elise I I want us to explore And and go into in a bit more depth As a woman Or actually as a person you need to give yourself permission mm. to experience your own sexuality Absolute. in whatever form. Cent. It's about hey, I I acknowledge and I accept and I want yeah exactly to have pleasurable physical encounters. Not just a task. When you when you involve your partner in this, your connection deepens and the bond gets stronger. Yeah.
2: Okay, but you're talking about communicate as well.
1: Well, you know what? Communicate first with yourself. Yes. Um, accept. Um, demand. Um fall in love with yourself a little bit. Don't be turned Elise, off by yourself. Elise always when when, when we and um Renee we're going to bring you in right now. Um one of the things that Elise always says when she when she has a patient is I'm going to you need to start loving mm. yourself and yeah. love yourself down there yeah. yeah so um but it's not only down there it's so many other things um it's an interesting thing that orgasms get better as we get older oh yes they also get more plentiful
2: hey <laughs> <laughs> That was too soft. <laughs> um, a higher starts percentage starts off
1: soft, softly, and get builds. I promise you. <laughs> a higher percentage of older women would experience or would have experienced an orgasm during their last sexual experience than younger women. It's also very interesting. It's a learned experience. It's a learned experience, and um, before we bring Renee in, because Renee, this was. A direct thing that happened in your relationship is that sexual dysfunction causes a breakdown in a relationship Because it affects the well-being of both partners It's very interesting that one of the leading causes of Female sexual dysfunction In an age group 40 to 55 Is male Sexual or erectile Dysfunction When a man Can't get an erection We get embarrassed And we become anxious And what we do is we avoid The process And, and we project because it, And all, all.
0: Our partners internalize that and saying exactly, I I am unattractive,
1: and that's why it's and that is the psychological cause of and Renee is nodding her head. That's the psychological cause of female sexual dysfunction. Mm. So we are we are incredibly fortunate to have one of our patients, Renee, um, with us. Renee, this. Is your journey? This was your journey that you've taken so far, and your journey is continuing. First of all, welcome
3: and thank you. Good morning, yes, well, very thank nice you to for have having me. me. Thank you for inviting me. Um, <laughs> Renee, tell us about
1: why you you and your husband because you guys came together. I, I clearly remember, um, You
3: coming into our office As a couple Yes We initially came to you Um Uh Really because it was an energy problem It it wasn't for sex It had nothing to do with the the fact That we wanted to better our sexual relationship It was a fact that He was overworked um, Stressed so he had a lack of energy uh, And for me also A lack of energy Um, I couldn't find the motivation to go to the gym Um, So it was really just For that But the added bonus was that you were able to go deeper and find the things that were lacking.
1: What were they? And, and, you know, it's when you say
3: something was
1: lacking, what was lacking for you in your
3: life? Well, you know, I'm a a stay-at-home mom. So, obviously, you know, a lot of women are career-orientated. So they look down on women that stay at home. So... You know, you don't really look like a person that's motivated Or have any kind of ambition, ambition in life, exactly um, Where it's not that, where it's my, my focus was my family I always said, I want to make sure my husband is happy My children are happy And they can have the absolute best of, of what mom can absolutely give them um, a teacher can't give them that A friend can't give them that Mom's going to give them that So I was always putting myself on the back burner mm. So you know um, As much as you would think about it You wouldn't really give it much notice um, But that was not the real reason that I came to you It wasn't at all for, for the sex side of it So um, it was just when you did the blood test, I was like shocked when you said to me, I'm postmenopausal. Here I am, a 47-year-old woman And I'm postmenopausal. Okay I was really shocked Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's obviously something that you You don't think You can have at that age I mean, I still get my menstruation every month What's wrong? It can't be How is that possible? Um, but Yes, um, I know that Sexually, we were lacking but we weren't really giving that much attention anymore. Mm. Um because it's been going on, on for many. so long. It yes. became so, part
2: of
1: your
0: relationship
2: yeah. that exactly. it didn't happen.
1: Yes. So it's it's unfortunately that's the natural progression Absolutely, in yes. relationships. Yeah. Um you know, it uh, there's there's the physical, passionate side when when we just uh, start um being together and over time, you know, it that becomes um Less, uh, I think it's a problem. Um, it's very interesting when we look at uh, studies. All studies suggest bring novelty back into a relationship. But I mean, I, I mean just picking, especially in the sexual relationship. But but I'm sort of picking up on what Renee's
0: been saying, and, and I mean, the family starts taking precedence. External career starts taking precedence there's so and you as you said it yourself, you put yourself on the back burner mm. you, you you know and so all of those things the family is first you you, mm. you can't have a Date night because you've got to go and fetch the kids At this time and that time You know, everything takes over Yes, And, and it's, 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 it's a problem and, and we need to make time For our relationships because in 18 or 20 short years, and they are Short years, suddenly it's the two
1: of you Again
0: yes. and you
2: strangers And yes. that's exactly what happened with exactly. you exactly. So
1: I, I, I want to throw Just a, a little Stone into a bush Here um, I take issue With people that think stay at home, moms, partners uh, have no ambition. For me, behind every successful person, there's a successful wife. 100%. Um, And a wife is that person that allows you Mm. to do what you do. To the best of your ability by taking away all the other crap. Exactly. If I didn't have my partner, um, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Yes. So, um, you know, screw those people that. That look down on you Because Mm. uh, your husband will not be the successful person that he is If it wasn't for you creating that environment
3: Absolutely absolutely, And your kids
1: as well I mean, you create the environment for
3: your kids, etc It's so true I mean, you encounter young men or girls today And I hear so many people say to me Um you know, we can't have a conversation with an 18 or 20 year old these days. They like almost dismissive towards um, older people. Mm. Where I constantly have compliments with my children, they're always telling me how fantastic these boys are. And, you know, I'm so used to seeing them every single day, you know, I can see the faults. So, <laughs> and I point them out. They always tell me, oh, mom, please. So, anyway, um, that's besides the point. So, but what I want to get back to is Many years ago um, After my kids were born So, you know, the youngest is almost 20 So 20, About 19 years ago I would go to my gynecologist And I would say to him, you know I have no sexual desire, nothing And, you know, my husband is so patient, uh, really is sweet, fantastic I can't complain And um, The doctor said to me, no, it's in my head Okay, so now you think Now you're really going, oh, okay, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Because I never had an orgasm I only had an orgasm Like maybe four months ago Was my first orgasm ever
0: She's still glowing (laughs) lady. Yes, I am
3: So my poor husband, now he's like He's got to bat me off, basically (laughs) 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 He's like, I can't now I don't have time now <laughs> you know? So anyway um, I went to my GP And I said to him eventually Because you know it's, you start thinking there's something wrong with you And my husband would think there's something wrong with him mm. And he would say you know, Is it me, am I doing something wrong But then I would always try and reassure him And say it's not you, it's definitely me There's a problem with me But I don't know what it is mm. Mm. And you know when when we were young, I know when I was a teenager, my mother didn't talk about sex. She didn't even tell me about my period. She didn't nothing. So everything was self taught. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you you don't always necessarily learn how. Other girls would learn, and especially being in an Afrikaans household. I'm sure, Elise, you would know. I agree. You know, Afrikaans women or uh, older women of extremely conservative. I mean, I'm conservative, and I'm living in 2021. Um, but I'm open in that side where I have discussions like that with my kids. It's important that they mm. know. Mm. Um, they must get the information from me. I don't want them to get the information from someone um, else.
1: Or- or on their phones yes. At a party yes. um, Something that's you know, not realistic Because uh,
3: what know, you that's see that's not how in it that happens. movie That's not real life
1: yeah, exactly.
3: That's okay. not real life So anyway my GP did some blood tests And he said to me You have almost non-existent testosterone And at that stage He was able to give me an injection And, and I think I was able to get Two injections from him And then they stopped it the GPs couldn't give it anymore, and he gave me a cream. They ordered cream for me. And that cream was, uh, really doesn't do anything. Well, it did absolutely nothing for me. But you picked up all the all the shortcomings that I had. So, for me, it's absolutely um, where I am today to where I was even a year ago. It's, it's unreal for me. It's, what, uh, Elise, what was the process?
1: What, uh, you know, But we... Uh, Renee, we've walked a, a, a journey with you guys now For Almost, more than a year It's about
3: a year, yes um,
1: And you know what uh, This is something that, that people need to understand This takes
2: time It's mm. the journey It's it's, it's time Patience yes. and time That's what you need when, when you want to embark on this And I just want to reiterate Renee was totally an orgasmic She never experienced even Sensations that can say, okay, there's something happening. So let's, let's go and
1: explore those, um, the causes of an orgasmia. So we know that orgasm involves the vascular system. We need blood flow. We need the neurological system, the brain, and we need hormones. Yeah. All three of those have to be so beautifully balanced. Mm. It it is a symphony of things that happen and they happen in specific orders. Um the last time we spoke about the female orgasm, we spoke about the four stages there's desire at least just desire, remind me there's desire or, first
2: or excitement
1: then arousal and
2: then arousal and then orgasm and then resolution so there's different hormones and
1: different neurotransmitters that play a role in these so with desire we have testosterone yeah arousal our neurotransmitters become important so neurotransmitters being the chemical messengers dopamine serotonin melatonin sun melatonin oxytocin then you have your um, plateau phase
2: N- no you have your orgasm phase
1: okay and okay. then resolution then afterwards resolution. Yeah. so during orgasm and this is why why I say and at least you will agree with this um, and Renee you I think you can att- attest to this after your orgasm mm. the release of endorphins Um, Dopamine is so great That it contributes to pain relief Mm. Well-being, etc, etc
2: So Elise, let's go into Uh, into those stages Let's start with Renee's journey first I think Renee can help us with how we started The first thing that we did Is we looked at all the organ systems through the blood tests, and there we picked up that there's a imbalance in her sexual hormones at that stage. I can't remember. Was the cholesterol pro- problem as well? Um, a slight one. Yes. Slight. No. We
1: were uh, iron, vitamin D. Yes.
2: Mm. Estrogen um, and estrogen, testosterone. Testosterone. Yes. testosterone. Yes. All low. Yes. All low. And then we started the journey. But we we. Had, what people need to understand is there is a simultaneous a parallel type of treatment plan that we follow absolutely yeah yeah so we did it absolutely perfect with
3: did.
2: but we did it perfectly because
1: you were open yes um mm. to to the experience chris you had this as well absolutely when we started with your journey yeah um it's this is not only a journey for women but it is a journey so the first thing elisa i want to actually go back before we looked at um the bloods we we took a very i hope i i, I think you, you felt it uh, a very detailed medical history
3: absolutely um,
1: you know what I always say to people: after 15 minutes, uh, I know more about my patients than most of a family. Yeah,
3: yeah, oh, definitely, I agree. And and some of the questions that that Elise asked me, I was so uncomfortable. I was like so embarrassed. I was embarrassed because she because it's something that you think I can't talk about this. It's you know it's my business. I feel uncomfortable telling you. And today. I mean, it's not even. Today a you're on
0: radio. Can I can I just point that out? <laughs> you're talking. you on radio talking about it.
3: Exactly. And you were and scared to talk about it. In, exactly. Yeah. I never would have thought that. I, I would have said you never, yeah, never. I think happen. what
2: is also very important to know is that Dr. Mark and myself are not scared to push the boundaries mm. to get to the right information. We. We start, and I want to point this out
1: to people We start with very open-ended questions mm. I always ask, has your libido changed? And with that I mean, are you thinking about sexual encounters? Are you fantasizing less than you used to.: are Or are thinking. you not fantasizing? Yeah. Are you not thinking about sex? That's libido. And then I ask
2: about your sex drive. All I, I ask I is,: Stop you. At that question, you can see how they pause for about 10 seconds.
1: Am I allowed to think about this?
0: I've never thought of this. I've never
1: thought. I think that's the key. I've never thought about it. You know, where did that go to? I'm I'm going to give you a little tip to everyone out there. It is 60 percent easier to achieve an orgasm if you visualized it or fantasize about a specific person, your partner, whoever. You Jackman um, uh, before
2: no, that's okay.
1: <laughs> before you um, engage in in the physical activity, mm. you know it's just focus on oh my God, this is going to be great. Um,
3: well, once you've had the orgasm I'm like me, then thinking, you definitely fantasize I'm, about
1: You it. know what's I have lost my place. Where was I? I'm thinking about Aquaman. You wanna
3: You, want <laughs> to, <laughs> S- you S- wanted to familiar, give him a tip. Yeah. Well that was what you
2: okay, I I think thought. about Aquaman, that's the answer.
0: <laughs> Should <laughs> the three of us talk amongst ourselves while Mark has his moment <laughs> um,
3: um, Aquaman okay. yeah, was on a so, movie the other day and my husband said that's the guy that you like eh?
1: <laughs> well I, I have to be honest your husband is as tall as, and as good looking so oh, well,
3: that's what i keep telling him i don't know um, why he feels insecure about it <laughs> then
1: you know when i ask about sex drive mm. and this is how often we want to or do do engage in sexual activities. Now, this is not necessarily intercourse. Yeah. Um, this can be stroking. Um, this can be masturbation. Sex drive is how often do we initiate, Great. um, sex? Uh, you know, what? we had a patient and it was brilliant. I, 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 you know what? I looked at it and I just burst out laughing, which told us this. Um, this was a patient again, same as you And she came and said to me um, You know what, I need to send my husband To you because now when I Take him my his tea With my bra off uh, You know what, he just takes the tea <laughs> <laughs> um, You know what it, it's, it's those kind of things yeah, That's sex drive there, we talk about how do we lubricate? Are we still lubricating? Mm. No. So, it's an open <laughs> Not anymore. An Open-ended <laughs> question. You know, it, um, and then is there any pain? Mm.
2: Is there pain during intercourse? But not only pain, discomfort. Mm. People need to understand there's a difference between pain and discomfort.
1: Mm. Let's explore that, Elise, because pain um, is physical.
2: You can't. We
1: we have different types of pain, and you know, Mm -hmm. but in um, in female sexual interest and arousal disorder, one of the uh, three legs of that is um, genital penetration pain or discomfort. All three of those leads to an Avoidance Now, There can be a a few Reasons for this So let's start with the most obvious one
2: The discomfort
1: The discomfort Why is it discomfort Because we don't lubricate
2: We don't Mm. lubricate We are not uh, Our uh, vagina structures Whatever you want to call it Is not engorged enough Mm. Your vagina hasn't Elongated to accept The penis mm. because Of emotional Dysfunction and you're mm.
1: not emotionally Ready
0: and you're mm. em-
2: not
1: emotionally ready So this is, this is again where we Go desire mm. I want sex mm. Arousal where we Now start seeing physical Changes more blood flow to the vaginal or the pelvic area, engorgement of the labia, engorgement of the clitoris. Um, so let's let's go on to the biggest reasons that most of our listeners will have pain, and this or discomfort, and this is because of vaginal dryness, which is the result of hormonal deficiencies or imbalances. Good. And Renee. You had vaginal dryness.
3: Absolutely, it was—it was like a desert.
1: <laughs> it literally. Okay. And um, you know, but when we started balancing the hormones, because that's what we started with first, yes. was balancing of your hormones. Yes. Did uh, that start making a difference for you?
3: Definitely, and especially with uh, the vaginal rejuvenation that I also did. Okay, so that's, okay, that's so one of our… That's about why I say we had, with Renee, we did the parallel,
2: parallel yeah. treatments.
1: Mm. Um, so when we sp- speak
2: about re-
1: vaginal rejuvenation, people think about, okay, I, I, I get it, neatened up and tightened. That's not, that's not what we did in our practice. We looked at the functioning of the mucosal membranes… Um, Blood flow, etc, etc And we use something that is
2: I I think, just to add to that How do we look at it? We do a physical examination
1: Always, and this is what Sestelis does And one of the things that Sestelis does So beautifully Mm. Renee, you've been to many gynees It's like having a a, a mother just guide you along this and you know I get well, that from equity, so many so of So my I can't patients. really
3: blame them. But I mean, they are, after all, a doctor for a woman specifically, and they should be able to help you. But no. they're not really interested. It's they. Re- I think they just want to be popping out the babies for the woman, and that's it. Mm-hmm.
1: So Elise what we did Is we did the renew her shot We did um, And that is platelet, yeah. That's platelet rich plasma The beautiful thing about it Is it's your own It Natural. comes from your body And you know it goes back into your body But mm. oh wow I What an absolute Wonderful treatment I think, to think have. Renee
2: can, it can Attest to how it changed Her physically So let let,
3: Renee, let's explain that and Tell us about the procedure tell
2: You how
3: what I saw physically Yes, okay. please tell me Because I can't see what you see <laughs> So tell
1: us about this procedure In your words Your recollection of this mm. procedure
3: Well, I mean Initially when, when Elise told me what to expect I was quite hesitant um, Because you immediately think Okay, well the, being dry and already trying to get the penis in there is is already painful. So with this kneel in there is going to be terrible. But actually, well, I just covered my face. <laughs> the first I time, just, <laughs> I just covered my face with a blanket so that I don't. It's like if you don't see it, you're not going to feel it almost.
1: <laughs> but I think a lot of women do that. <laughs> <laughs> In more than one way. circumstance,
3: um, but it wasn't. It's. I mean, it's. It's not. Um, it doesn't hurt, but you can feel it. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yes, but it's not uncomfortable to a point where you can say, uh, "I don't want to do it again." Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so Absolutely, I would always endorse it. I'll have it again.
1: So let let's just quickly touch on what. Platelet-rich plasma is Mm. Um, You know, and Chris We've often spoken about this um, Platelet-rich plasma Is where we harvest The plasma component Um with platelets, um, and the platelets is what gives us the regeneration by releasing growth factors that stimulate repair of tissue, specifically vascular tissue. So we have a, an influx of new blood vessels, um, and that helps uh, with the blood healing, flow healing, yes. in the area, yes. decreases inflammation, etc., etc. So we use it for various reasons mm. for dinal dryness, a little bit of stress incontinence, uh, or urinary incontinence. And it gives you
3: volume.
1: Um, tightening. Of, yes, yeah. volume
3: in there. So yeah. you can, when you have intercourse, you can actually feel it and enjoy it. Okay. So, um,
1: Elise. Nice. What did what did you see? You know, it, um, a menopausal vagina.
2: Okay, explain a menopausal vagina. Um, with my physical examination, I see a typical white, powdery discharge, and that is what we call thrush, and it's a low level. Um, I don't want to call it infection; it's just a discharge. Yeah, but that can lead to. Um, a more serious condition, and then you get um, extensive infection from this thrush. Urinary tract infections, Urinary cetera, tract infections, because it's a um, retrograde infection that you get ascending, from that, you know. ascending one. Um, that's typically what I and and uh, I'm sorry to be frank, but with a with a postmenopausal woman, you don't have a vagina that has got the natural folds in the skin, which is needed to lengthen the vagina as well oh, as okay. to clean the vagina because the vagina cleans itself.
0: It's like a self cleaning oven.
2: Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's healthy, it cleans itself. Go away, Chris. <laughs> I'm just seeing the square thing. No,
0: you need your Mister Minnie to come in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in any case, and also, um, then you have like a. Um, uh, Maybe a smooth Vaginal wall Mm. Without the folds in it Okay, And then you've got the gaping Because of it's not The tube, the back and the front wall Of the vagina is not touching each other
1: Ah, so it's It's opening, it's It's like it's sleeping An old man sleeping on his chair It's opening slightly Yes (laughs) Open mouth Gaping
2: Now, as soon as, and that's why Renee talks about the volume. <coughs> Sorry about that. And that's what I see in a in a, a postmenopausal vagina, and that's where the PRP comes in is you inject it in certain areas in the vagina, and it starts rejuvenating. And then after the third treatment, and that's very important, people need to understand, it's not an overnight fix. It's
1: regenerative medicine. It's
2: regenerative medicine. It
1: fixes over time.
2: And Mm -hmm. it it takes four to six weeks for new cells, new vessels, new... Whatever to form mm. with this regenerative.
1: Renee, when did you start experiencing the first changes?
3: Uh, definitely, oh, the third one I had, I think, in January, January. end of January, okay. and um, it probably in March. Yes, around about March, I'd say. So it's about six months. Yes. Since it.
1: the first treatment. Yeah.
3: Um so your
2: your regeneration start happening around four to six weeks, but your body heals only mm. nine months after proper healing is nine months after an, an induced injury. Let me Rene, say I'm gonna ask way. this question, yeah. is it getting better? Yes.
1: <laughs> See, this is the thing. And it's uh, again I'm circling back. It's practice. Yes. You know, yes. it's now you experiencing feelings, sensations that you haven't had. Yes. Um it's nice. Um and, and you practice. Mm.
2: She's now she's over that scary thought of uh, oh, yes. I can't do this. Yes. She initially Oh I shouldn't be doing yes. this. Yeah, oh well, yeah. I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> okay. So
1: the other thing that we did was hormone optimization therapy for you, and I call it optimization therapy, not replacement, mm-hmm. because it's about creating balance between all the different hormone systems. Yes. And this is something that we see so clearly, especially in our perimenopausal women. So this, the women age 43 to 50, mm-hmm. um, where they not menopausal, their hormones, estrogen, Uh, Follicle stimulating hormone And luteinizing hormone Are still normal But they Have a sharp decline Up to 50% in testosterone And no one looks at testosterone Um, So the balance Between these the sex hormones Are out And that creates an imbalance in neurotransmitters And how it functions Um, What we did With you is you were (laughs) In In I want to call it a medically induced menopause because of contraceptives
3: mm. um, although I only used contraceptives when I was much younger and not at all after I had my kids my my husband elected to go for vasectomy after my baby was born and um yes, so. We're very fortunate in that sense, so we don't have to use any. Because, I mean, we're so loyal. We don't have to use anything else.
1: Okay. For me, um, Elise, and I think you will agree with us, Chris, you can weigh in here as well. Hormone optimization therapy is not the beginning and end of, but it's a a bloody big part of um, Mm. getting your sex life. Back because it works on desire It works um, on function
2: Renee said to me before we started this morning Is um, Remember that she said she, she wanted energy and motivation That's why she came and saw us But As soon as we started with hormone Optimization therapy That was the first that she felt mm. Is that I can focus again. I've got mm. energy, absolutely I've got motivation. I
0: mean, I'll say that a hundred times. Mm. Yeah. You go onto the hormone treatments, and you, and in my case, it was testosterone. It was absolutely amazing mm. in a very short space of time Good. how it changed my life and it changed mm. it completely. I was awake. I could think clearly. That fog had lifted. I had energy. I felt I could compete again. It was amazing.
3: Absolutely, because it's not just, sorry about that, Um, it's not just about the sex part of it. No. Because people just automatically think, okay, testosterone is all just about jumping in bed and you're having a good time. It's not. It's it's really feeling good about yourself and, you know, the motivation to do the things from day to day. I mean, before uh, it really started working for me, I had to take a nap every single day. Mm. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to function the entire day. I don't have to do that anymore and and in the interim you've also now slowed down where i only where i used to get my treatments every week it's only 10 every 10 days now mm. and i go to the gym 5 days a week
1: mm.
3: So, self-confidence
2: will yes,
1: improve. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and we fast running out of time. There's, there's two big things that I want to, to touch on. Two major contributing factors to sexual dysfunction. And those are antidepressants, especially your SSRIs. Yep. Um, because they decrease sexual desire and the ability to get aroused. Mm. Now, I've, I've said this, um, in the, my discussions on real health, um, that this is probably one of the biggest contributing factors to depression and anxiety, especially in younger people. Um, you know what? I'm depressed and anxious, um, and now, I'm on medication to treat that, which causes erectile dysfunction or which causes sexual, um, decreased sexual arousal or desire. And um, that makes me anxious and that has an impact on my personal relationship and on my intimate relationships, which leads to further anxiety
2: and depression. Can I I? Um, just ask that Renee, Just tells us I'm sorry, I I think, see we're running out of time And I want to touch on this Is where she started with her orgasms And
3: um, Where she is now You know, was it uh, Yes, it's like I can't get enough (laughs) Once you've tasted it It's absolutely wonderful Um, I think perhaps Four months ago, five months ago No, it could be a little bit more Yeah, it's longer it's like I think in in March, round about. Yes. February, March. Oh yes. You see, what happened was when I had the vaginal rejuvenation, you gave me the Kegel balls. Correct. And to use, <laughs> but I really didn't like them. I felt it felt very. I don't know. It was just a strange sensation for me. So I went online and I bought something that is silicone um, Kegel balls, and it's it's. Um, automate Automatic Or whatever you call it Ah So it's, got so it's remote control <laughs> Well you, No it's not you, you switch it on And then you you insert it And you keep it in And stay, it goes off After the 20 minutes It, st- it switches itself okay. off Yeah And you can select Different settings as well So When I bought that I bought A little toy with it <laughs> yeah. Okay To stimulate The clitoris yeah. And I didn't use it Because I felt Very strange But then it, but like six months ago, um, I said to my husband, "Let's try it as well," um, and that's when it happened. It was just. I wish you could see her oh, face know, <laughs> It was unreal. It was unreal. But I know I don't always use it because I don't want my husband to feel like you know I can only reach it when he's there.
1: The, I, I want to interject here very. Few women you are not Alone and guys Suck it up Very very few Women can achieve An orgasm through penetration Alone If you want to pleasure your Partner Mm. think about Them first and Do Um Clitoral
3: stimulation either orally manually or that's um, what he does now bring in a toy <laughs> that's what he does now so to try and replace that and then it's oh, yes. and it's fun it's, for him too yes let's face it it is
1: Yeah, it is. you know what the interesting thing is you do not need a, a an erect heart penis to have a phenomenally good sexual experience for both partners. Exactly. Um, so, Renee, I want to thank you. I, I think at some point we will continue this discussion. Thank you for, um, being brave enough to share your experience with other people. Thank you. Um, Chris, um, it's been four years. Um, we, we came at, to the end of a journey. You were the person that initiated this. I thank you. Um, It's been great. Um, We became from um, interviewer into um, listening to uh, patients, to friends.
0: Thank you very much. It's been Um, a wonderful journey, and I've loved every moment of it. Thank
1: thank you, you, Mark. Thank you so much. And thanks
0: for the opportunity.
1: Um Next week we'll be back Um The format of the show is changing a little bit We have um, a, a sponsor Medihelp will be sponsoring the show um, And that uh, ushered in a couple of changes um, We'll be back next week Wednesday morning, 9 o'clock um, Chris, good luck with uh, the campaign thank There's you. a couple of weeks left uh, Renee, thank you Travel safe um,
3: Elise, you. I will have you back in studio next week
2: Thank you, Renee, Thank from you, my side. Thank
3: you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. And if I can help anybody out there, it's, it's absolutely worth it. Well
0: done. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Have a Thank good you. one.
3: You too. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: This has been the Tea Health Show with Dr. Mark and Chris Haven-Smith, sponsored by The Tea Clinic. For more information, contact admin at theteaclinic.com.